If you work with clients one-to-one -one or in group programs, then I've got something totally free to help you to improve your online presence and see more success in 2022. But it's only for the next couple of weeks. Yes, it's from the 21st of April, 2022 to the 6th of May, 2022. So you've got to act fast. So the client attraction giveaway is your ticket to next level success in 2022. And my biz buddy, Carolyn, has gathered some top industry experts from across the globe, including yours truly, to help you in every area of your business. Business strategy, sales and marketing, speaking and visibility, health and wellness, tech and funnels, and finance. Now, did I mention that not only will entering the client attraction giveaway provide you with a chance to get the tools that you need to boost your business, but it also helps out an important not-for-profit. For every person that opts into this giveaway, we're giving 50 cent to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. That is an amazing, amazing foundation to support. So what do you need to do? Head on over to clientattractiongiveaway.com forward slash viv. That's clientattractiongiveaway.com forward slash viv. And I'll pop that in the show notes for you too. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Without Social Media, where I am sharing with you a behind-the-scenes look at my own lead generation data and statistics from March 2022. So in this episode, you are going to learn exactly what numbers I achieved during the month of March, what my conversion rates were from those leads, and also my learnings, the key takeaways, and what are the micro improvements I'll be making to my business as a result of my learnings. So settle down and listen up. You're listening to Marketing Without Social Media with me, Viv Guy, the podcast for people who want more clarity, connections, and cash in their business. I'll be sharing with you proven techniques from leading entrepreneurs and experts from across the globe to help you to market without social media and to grow your business in a way that actually feels good to you. And welcome to this episode, which I really wanted to, to put together to share with you what my own behind the scenes data and results were for my lead generation in March 2022. Because do you know what? There's nothing I love better when other people out there share their results, their behind the scenes, because there's so much we can learn from that data. Okay. And the thing is, this is not, I'm not showing this data to make you feel crap about yourself. There is no intention there at all. I just want to share with you what is possible. Okay. And I'm going to say there were times when I would struggle to get 10 people on my email list in the past. So this, you know, I've been there and I know what it's like to feel that way and do that. So let's dive into this episode where I can really start sharing that data. So first of all, what happened in March that was different? Well, I decided I had thrown down the gauntlet enough times for enough people in March saying, 
Come on, join the 30-day Lead Accelerator Challenge and let's see if you can get 100 new leads this month or whatever was the right number for you. So if you're already getting 100, I said go for more. You know, what is the right number for you? You decide. But 100 was was the goal. So I decided, well, to go all in this month and really kind of up my efforts on my lead generation to see what would happen. So I got 893 new people signing up to my email list in the month of March, okay? Which was great. How did I do that, okay? I did that through some bundles. So in March, I decided I'd go all in. Now the thing was, and this was not intentional, but it seemed like March was the month that everyone wanted to run a bundle. Um, so I ended up in quite a lot that were running at the same time. And I'm going to talk more about that in due course. But there we go. So what happened? Okay, out of those 893 new subscribers, I had a net number of subscribers of 714. Okay, so that meant there were people who unsubscribed, which is always typical when people sign up for freebies, opt-ins, bundles, they they will always be a degree of unsubscribers. So 714 kind of net total, still very happy with that. The lowest conversion for my landing page was 73.99%. So actually that says that, you know, for every 100 people landing on my landing page, that's 74 people, okay? The lowest conversion was 74 of those 100 people signed up. And I'm very, very happy with that. And my highest conversion for that, for my landing page was 94.32%. Again, a phenomenally high conversion rate. The industry standard, well, it varies wildly, but anything over sort of 40%, I would say is fantastic. It's great, 40 to 45%. And on average, you know, my other other opt-ins and landing pages, you know, for opt-ins and things that are on my website, like my 21 ways to get one-to-one clients without social media, that is... Um, converting at around 55%. So obviously with a bundle, it's always going to be higher. You would expect it to be higher. But again, people can come and check out your landing page and go, ah, it's not for me. So I'm really happy with those results. It means obviously that the copy on there is really working to compel and convert people onto to take action and sign up for that. But that's all good and well. Subscribers, it's a vanity metric really, isn't it? You know, if I get 893 people subscribe, but nobody takes action, okay? Nobody takes that next step with me. Whatever your next step is, we've talked about this, you know, is that getting someone on a call onto a conversation on on private messenger? Is that selling a low ticket offer? Is it getting someone to attend your webinar? What is that next step you are encouraging people to take? Because if all they're doing is signing up and they're not, they're clicking off your, your next step invitation, then it's, you know, it's not worth very much. We want to be bringing people into our world and asking a a percentage of those people to take action, okay? And we've talked about the stats here. So around 3% of people are ready to kind of take action now, three to 7%. And we talked about this, I think it was in our very first episode of the, the mini business boost series, where we did the maths 
session. Uh, and we said it's around 3%, okay? So what we want to be seeing is that um, really a minimum of 3% of the people coming in are taking action to that next step, whether that's a buy from you or whether that's a, you know, come and hop on a call, have a conversation with me. So what were my conversions from this? Well, I converted 32 people onto calls. So that was a 3.59% conversion rate. So I'm quite happy with that. And there are improvements that I am making now uh, on the back of that, which I'll talk about shortly as well. So 3.59%, it's above the, the industry standard of 3%. So I'm happy with that. And I always opt for inviting people to a 15-minute um, game plan call versus selling a low-ticket tripwire offer because, for me, conversations equal conversions. Even if somebody does not buy from me now, today, they're not ready, it's not a good fit, but it means we've had a conversation and there we've had and made that connection. You know, no like, trust. Trust is such an important part of that conversation. And, and, there is no pressure because actually on my game plan calls, you cannot buy from me. There is no selling. You you couldn't, if you said, but I want to buy from you, I want to work with you. You can't do that. I cannot, I will not and cannot sign you up on a game plan call. It's not what that call's about. We will always go to a deeper dive call so I can really ensure it's a good fit because I want to work with people who are going to get results. And I only can do that by ensuring I've really done a deep dive into their business, into what's going on, what their goals are, um, what their roadblocks are. So that is why we have a game plan call before I invite people to a deeper um, uh, strategy call where we can really look at whether working together is the right next step. So what else should we talk about? Let's talk about how much this would have cost me if if I had invested in Facebook ads. If I had run Facebook ads, or let's say Google ads, Instagram ads, whichever, as a coach, let's say the average cost per lead is two pounds. That means it would have cost me 1,786 pounds if I had run an ad single-handedly without any ads management. That's at two pounds per lead. And I got this information from a colleague of mine who said on her sort of knowledge based on her experience, it's around two to five pound cost per lead for an ad run by a coach, a business marketing coach. So 17, just over nearly 1800 pounds to run it by yourself at two pounds. Okay, let's say it's not two pounds. Let's say you're amazing. The ads are performing really well. You're converting at one pound per lead. That's 893 pounds per lead in total in the month of March that you would have spent on, on leads, on growing your list by this many people. Okay, let's say you add an ads manager. So someone who's managing your ads, because let's be honest, there is so much changing all the time with ads and algorithms and so on and so forth. You want someone who's absolutely an expert so that you're getting the most return on your investment. So let's take that £1,786, okay? If we added an ads manager to that, we'd be talking at around £2,500 to £3,000 cost for running ads total in the month of March. And on the lower end, £893, add an ads manager, you're looking at £1,500, £1,600. That is a lot of money. 
And that's 893 people. I have grown my list by with no cost, the cost of time. And again, I've talked about this in an earlier episode, the great thing about bundles, you can create something and reuse it time and time again. You can take something from a group program or, or your signature system, repurpose that, bundle that up into something that you can use. So massive, massive, massive thing to take away from this is you do not have to be investing in paid ads. It does not have to take you a lot of time to grow your audience organically by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred people per month. Yeah, it does not have to cost you a lot. So let's look at what came next. Okay, the big thing for me that I've taken away from this is asking contributor uh, organizers what contributors are already submitting to the bundle. And they may not have their actual form submissions at this point or their applications, but they will generally have had a conversation on maybe Messenger or a Zoom chat or something with people already who are saying, hey, this is my thing. This is what I'm thinking of contributing. Have you already got someone in this? Because most people are not going to spend time applying if they've not actually figured out who is already putting what in because they don't want to be duplicating. They don't want to be competing. Okay, so they might not have their specific title, but you will know if there are three other people doing list building workshops or courses. Okay, so in that case, don't do that. Do your variation, do something else. So I will always ask. Okay, what I didn't do for some of these bundles at the start was ask. So there are a couple of things where I was like, ah, I feel like it's basically a, a duplication of something else that's in there. But hey ho, lesson learned. Okay. So that's now something I've incorporated into my process and procedure when I'm doing bundles and summits is to always ask, you know, is this something you've already got in there? Is this something different or is there a different take you want on this specific subject? The next thing I look at, and I've still got some of this collation to do, is I will ask each organiser for the data, the results from the bundles. So who were the top three to five contributors okay so in terms of who had the highest number of subscriptions for their offer because this often tells me like what are people looking for that are joining these bundles so so if everybody is looking for Instagram templates you know and that's the best performing item within that bundle the giveaway within that bundle then maybe this is not my crowd these maybe are not people I want to be looking at um, connecting with next time so maybe I need to be more specific about the bundle I'm in so I will ask you know first and foremost in that instance so I can see and look at the data I got look at the conversions I got to see if there's any learnings and insights I can garner from that the next thing I like to look at with that is the copy the titles was it something in that copy? Was it something in the title that was really tantalizing and that really captured attention? Can I learn something from that? Yeah. So I will always look at that. I'll go back and I will have a look at how it was presented in, in the bundle and see what I can take away from that because, hey, I'm always open to learning more. Okay. So look at copy, look at titles, look at the value. So people will always say like, this was the value. So is it actually that the ones that are higher value course that's been given away for free are the ones that are getting higher conversions? Is it lower tickets? Is there something in that? Just look at the data, absorb it, gather it, but do something with it, okay? 
and this is not something to kick yourself about. If someone else got a thousand subscribers and you've got 10, don't get hung up on that. What can you learn for next time? Because there can be a next time. So the other thing, the other learning for me in March was I did too many bundles. I contributed to too many in one month. The thing was, I connected with a lot of people. I approached them about their bundles and they all said, yes, we really want you in. Unbeknownst to me at the time that everybody's bundle was launching in March. Yes, at different points in March, but they pretty much, the ones that I joined up to were all going live in March. And that was really impactful for me. It wasn't that obviously it was a massive time commitment in the sense of having to do like loads of extra promo and things like that, you know, because my promotion goes through the podcast, it also goes through my email list. But what I did find is that the the key things for me were, I felt it really impacted quality of my email content in the month of March, because I couldn't write my own type of emails and be very strategic for my own business. I felt like I was doing a lot of promotion. And of course, I I love sharing this stuff. If it's a value to my audience, great. But I felt that all they were hearing was like, you know, other stuff, other stuff, and not really getting to hear from me and my point of view and my, you know, way of doing things and what I advise and recommend and insights from me. So that was something I really felt it impacted on the quality of my content that I was able to provide for my audience and my clients. Also, I felt I didn't do the bundle organizers justice. Why? Because I didn't feel I could give the time and energy to invest in promoting their bundles within the copy because I just was getting to the point where I was thinking, oh, it's now feeling a bit icky that there's more and I've got to talk about yet another bundle. So I just didn't feel like at that point I was could feel myself kind of this resistance. So I didn't feel like I was doing them justice. Yes, I still had really great results. I was hitting like top five, top three in some of the bundles. So people were, you know, you you guys who are on my email list were fantastic, who are listening to the podcast. You went and checked these people out because there was so much value to be had. But, you know, I'm also a believer that you can download so much free content, you just don't know what to do with it. And that's a big thing. I talk to my clients and my audience all the time, you know, that how much free shit have you downloaded and done nothing with it? We've all done it. You don't have time. You don't know where to start. What's the right next step? And people come to me and say, I just want to know what the next thing to do is. What is the right next step? So some sort of roadmap, I guess, would be great on uh, with these bundles. You know, these are the things I recommend, this order. But it's very specific to your business, obviously. So that was something for me. I just didn't feel that I did it as much justice and I really felt an internal conflict and ickiness and resistance in the end because it just did not feel like I was giving the value and my voice to my list as much as I could have done. So my big takeaway from this month has been, you know, bundles are great really do check who is contributing what to a bundle before applying and freaking well check the dates Viv check the dates when you say yes before saying yes to make sure that that you don't have a clash and have too many bundles happening all at the same time because of how it makes you feel I don't want to feel like Spamela Anderson even though it's free shit you know absolutely 
that is something I want to to really be aware of next time in future less bundles, along with some of the other strategies that I use. So looking at some some partnerships and doing some swapsies that way. So I'm not having to then promote like bundles time after time after time. I'm finding something that really complements what's going on with my own marketing and content strategy at that time. And because it would be very specific, one thing, one specific topic, that would be something I would feel really happy about uh, talking about alongside, say, a bundle or a summit. So yeah, reduction, reduction in the number of bundles and really be more selective. But there you have it. That is my data for the month of March. Uh, There's a lot you can take away, as I said, from that. But just to prove, you know, when you choose one thing to go all in at, you absolutely can do it. And it doesn't have to be onerous. And this, remember, was just one way. Just one way, just bundles. There are so many other ways of growing your audience, okay? So, share with me your results. Let me know how you've got on. I would love to hear. Take care, guys. And don't forget, if you want to have a call with me and look at how we can grow your audience month on month and what the best strategy for you will be, then why not book in one of those 15-minute game plan calls with me and we can chat about what that would look like and whether working together is something we want to talk about and hop on a longer call after that. So take care. Until next time. So there you have it, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Marketing Without Social Media today and feel inspired to take action in your business, whatever that looks like for you. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Speak to you soon. (laughs) 